Maybe the coins are still there. And then he woke up. It was 5am on a Saturday and still dark outside. Robbie found himself getting into the car and driving to the place where he had lived as a little boy. With no traffic on the road, it took him less than 20 minutes to get there. On the ground floor of the building, where Pliskin's grocery store had once been, there was a dollar store, and next to it, instead of the shoe repair guy, there was a cell phone outlet, offering upgrades like there was no tomorrow. But the building itself hadn't changed. More than 20 years had gone by since they'd moved out, and it hadn't even been repainted. The yard was still the same too, a few flowers, a spigot, a rusty water meter, weeds, and in the corner, next to the clotheslines, was the white stone, just lying there. He stood in the backyard of the building where he'd grown up, wearing his parka, holding a big plastic flashlight, feeling strange. 5.30am on a Saturday. Let's say a neighbour showed up, what would he say? My dead mother appeared in my dream and asked me to buy her a gumball, so I came here to look for change? Strange that the stone was still there after all those years. Then again, if you thought about it, it's not as if stones just get up and walk away. He picked it up gingerly, as if there might be a scorpion hiding beneath it. But there was no scorpion and no snake either and no coins, just a hole the width of a grapefruit and a light shining out of it. Robbie tried to peek into the hole, but the light dazzled him. He hesitated for a second, then reached in. Lying on the ground, he extended his arm all the way up to his shoulder, trying to touch something at the bottom. But there was no bottom, and the only thing he could reach was made of cold metal and felt like a handle, the handle of a gumball machine. Robbie turned it as hard as he could and felt the handle respond to his touch. This was the moment the gumball should have rolled out. This was exactly when it should have made its way from the metallic innards of the machine into the hand of the little boy waiting impatiently for it to emerge. This was exactly the moment when all those things were supposed to happen. But they didn't. And as soon as Robbie had finished turning the handle, he'd showed up here. Here was a different place, but a familiar one too. It was the place from his mother's dream. Stark white, no walls, no floor, no ceiling, no sunshine just whiteness and a gumball machine. A gumball machine and a sweaty, ugly, red-headed boy. Somehow, Robbie hadn't noticed him before, and just as Robbie was about to smile at the boy or say anything at all, the redhead kicked him in the shins as hard as he could, and Robbie dropped to the ground, writhing in pain. With Robbie down on his knees, he and the kid were now the same height. The kid looked Robbie in the eye, and even though Robbie knew they'd never met, there was something familiar about him. "'Who are you?' he asked the kid." who was standing in front of him. Me? the kid answered, showing a mean smile with a missing front tooth. I'm your first lie. Robbie struggled to his feet. His leg hurt like hell. The kid himself was long gone. Robbie studied the gumball machine. In among the round gumballs, there were half-transparent plastic balls with trinkets inside them. He rummaged through his pockets for some change, but then remembered that the kid had grabbed his wallet before he took off. Robbie limped away in no particular direction. Since there was nothing to go by on the white surface, except the gumball machine, all he could do was try to move away from it. Every few steps he turned around to make sure the machine was becoming smaller. At one point, he turned around to discover a German shepherd standing next to a skinny old man with a glass eye and no arms. The dog he recognised at once, by the way it half crawled forward, its two forelegs struggling to pull its paralysed pelvis along. It was the run-over dog from the lie. It was panting with the effort and excitement and was happy to see him. It licked Robbie's hand and looked at him intently with glistening eyes. Robbie couldn't quite place the skinny old man. I'm Robbie, he said. I'm Igor, the old man introduced himself, and gave Robbie a pat with one of his hooks. Do we know each other? Robbie asked after a few seconds' awkward silence. No, Igor said, lifting the leash with one of his hooks. I'm only here because of him. 
He sniffed you from miles away and got worked up. He wanted us to come. So there's no connection between us, Robbie asked. He felt a sense of relief as he said this. Me and you? No, no connection whatsoever. I'm somebody else's lie. Robbie almost asked whose lie he was, but he was afraid the question might be considered rude in this place. For that matter, he'd have liked to ask what this place was exactly, and whether there are a lot more people there, or more lies, or whatever they called themselves, other than him. But he thought it might be a sensitive topic, and that he shouldn't bring it up just yet. So instead of talking, he patted Igor's handicapped dog. It was a nice dog, and it seemed happy to meet Robbie, who wished his lie had had a little less pain and suffering in it. The gumball machine, he asked Igor, when a few minutes had passed. What coins does it take? Liras, the old man said. Robbie said, there was a kid here just now, he took my wallet.